Hey everyone, welcome to episode 23 of Layout. Uh, today we have a very special episode for you guys. We are joined by Tim Van Dam to talk all about WWC announcements. You don't want to miss this one. Okay, so we do have our first ever uh, guest on the show, and I'm very pleased to introduce Tim Van Dam. He, for for people who don't know, I don't know what you're doing listening to this. Um, so he started out as a freelance uh, web designer from um, in Belgium. Uh, then he joined Gowalla, later Instagram, uh, Dropbox, and now he's at Abstract doing something. <laughs> uh, which we Secret. talked about briefly on episode 20 about that. So, hey Tim, how are you? Hey guys, how's it going? It's going great. Uh, we, I don't know how this happened. Uh, I'm in San Francisco, uh, not for WWC, but it was a, a fortunate coincidence. And uh, I finally met you uh, actually two days ago, right? At um, this awesome meetup. And you somehow agreed to do this. So thank you so much for that. Uh, you're welcome. It was it was great meeting you uh, at the Nihilus meetup, which was a yes. really great event, by the way. Yeah, uh, it was um, hosted by Nihilus, uh, and I think the sponsors were Sketch. So Peter from Sketch was there, uh, and you know Sebastian DeWitt, I think he was one of the organizers, and the design details guys. So all great people, and yeah. So all so, of my Twitter timeline was there, and not me. <laughs> exactly. Man. Exactly. Like I mentioned, San Francisco <laughs> is the internet. This is crazy right here. Um, yes. So WWDC, we promised uh, last sh uh, last week uh, that we're going to do this, and it's pretty obvious. We did something similar for Google I.O. Uh, two weeks ago. Uh, and yeah, for you who don't know... What Except we know nothing about Google. <laughs> you don't know what WWDC is. Every year, Apple holds a conference, a week-long conference uh, for developers. And it's usually when they announce the new software updates so you know os 10 which now is called mac os ios and watch os and tv os i guess but no one cares about that um so yeah we got a glimpse of uh, at watch os 3 mac os sierra and os 10. so before we just go through like these individual by the way i left tv os <laughs> out of this <laughs> uh spoilers they are going to have a dark background um that, that's pretty much it finally the the biggest announcement there would have uh, should have been that they give everyone who already bought a new Apple TV a new remote that actually works. <laughs> <laughs> oh Which snap! Give a new remote to everyone, like a new, actually good one. Which, by the way, um, when when uh, the, this new most recent Apple TV came out, we spoke a bit about its uh, design, and my I was very proud of my theory that they went with a. <laughs> with a light background because they wanted to use a lot of shadows. And if they had a dark background, the shadows would be, you know, weird. So I was very proud of that one. It was like, I cracked the code, but now <laughs> not really. They, they're they adding a, a theme. So, uh, all right. I, I mean, that's all I have on, on tvOS. So before we, we go in, what do any of us have like a overall, um, overall theme of the conference in itself and their announcements? I think you kind of touched on um, what you said about the TVOS when they added the dark background. Like they, overall, they added a bunch of things that make sense. It feels like they put a whole bunch of external non-Apple employees in a room and looked at them using their software. Like, oh, yes, of course, you're watching a movie and you go back to your main menu and it's dark in your house because that's the best way to watch TV and all of a sudden you're blinded. And there are a bunch of things we can talk later uh, about, like in, in iOS, where I have the same feel. Like, oh, they finally started listening to people outside of their own teams, or they did better research, at least. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To me, this one was interesting, because there were so few rumors ahead of time. It was kind of a, like, who knows what's going to happen, right? They could do anything at that point. Um, so it was kind of interesting to see what they would focus on. And some of that stuff was different than what we were expecting. But yeah, I, I agree with you that a lot of this stuff was like, God, like, yeah, finally, like 
this is great. I can't wait to use this. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's me uh, getting older or uh, if it's a thing, but I feel like this year it was Apple, one, going back on a lot of previous decisions that they, they made, uh, and two, playing catch-up a bit with the competition. Um, I mean, especially in iOS, a lot of things that they, with the release of iOS 7 uh, and, and some of the, their decisions uh, in the past, like they're now going back, like, all right, guys, uh, you know what, this wasn't really the, <laughs> the way to go forward. And we can talk about iOS specifically, but uh, yeah, I mean, introducing cards again and... And again, we, we can go back on that, but uh, even on WatchOS, which it was the first thing they announced, maybe we can just start there. I, I'm expecting this is going to be fairly short. Uh, on WatchOS 3, um, they changed a lot of fundamental, like part of the core of the OS. Things like they, <laughs> you only have two buttons on a device, and one of them was to go to the friend's screen, and now they're, they're like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, no one uses that. We realize that um, now it's called the dock. So they got rid of glances, um, and now it's a dock. So you can have three, no, up to 10 apps on the dock, and they're going to be, like, loaded. So every time you open the dock and you select an app, they're going to be loaded, so you don't have to refresh for data, which is pretty cool. And I've installed the, the beta on, on my watch, and it really is. Like, everything is way faster. Um, uh, even the, the app that I wrote the game... I haven't opened Xcode, so I haven't touched in the code, and just by itself, just by updating to WatchOS 3, it's way faster. Right. Um, which, is, which is cool. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the, um, the talk show live. So Gruber had uh, Craig Federighi and Phil Schiller on. Um, uh, and apparently, like, they were very, very uh, conservative with, the, uh, with Apple Watch in general. So they were, like, really afraid that people... You know, the battery was going to run out uh, during the day or something like that. So th they were very conservative. And apparently they had spare RAM, uh, <laughs> RAM to spare, and they weren't using everything. So now they're like, you know what? We do have the resources. We can make this a little bit faster. We can keep apps in the background, um, which is weird. Um, but it took them three it's, years I feel to like realize it's, that. It's a, maybe a little bit worrisome that the even WatchOS 2 launched with the the apps as they did like how slow they mm -hmm. were i feel like anyone would use it for like 30 minutes and would notice how slow everything was and yeah. i guess something that's that's worth noting with this update is that it's not that the apps are faster it's that they're the apps that you keep in your dock are kept into memory so they don't have to launch from the beginning so an yeah. app that's not in your dock is still going to take as long as it used to be Yeah, so instead of throwing new hardware against it to make it go faster, they're just being smarter with the software. Yeah. Which is great. And like, there is a battery trade-off because I, I used to, whenever I plugged it at night, it was my battery was at 60% or something. And last mm -hmm. night, it fell down to like 20%. Oh, wow. I think like that's totally fair. Like That's a perfect trade-off to make. I mean, like, it makes no sense that, like, my watch would have 60% battery when I plugged it in at night. Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't reached the 20%. It's more like 40 or something like that. But, mm -hmm. yeah, so still lasts the day, no problem. But, yeah. I, I want to talk about the scribble feature. Oh, got it. Okay. Want to explain what it is? Yes. Um, so, in watchOS 1 and 2, uh, the only way to enter text... Uh, was with dictation. And, I mean, dictation works pretty well, except when it doesn't. <laughs> um, and in that case, it's super frustrating because let's say it'll get, like, one word wrong into, like, an entire sentence. And then you have to start over and like, try to, I guess, pronounce it better. Um, but it was pretty frustrating. And uh, there, I, I just found that in a lot of occasions, I just don't want to speak to my watch. Like, I don't want to be that crazy person <laughs> that everyone's looking at. Like, look at that guy talking to his watch. It's awkward. Um, it is. Um, so what they introduced, and it's a little bit similar to uh, what Google announced with uh, Android Wear, um, which is another option 
which is kind of a, a drawing pad that shows up on your watch where you can draw individual letters and then it automatically transcribes them into actual text. Um, but I think the, that the way they, they executed that feature is extremely smart. How do you, how do you um, write or type a space? I, I just use it for like a one word thing. It yeah, uh, well. so there's, there's a space button at the bottom. Of, oh, I haven't noticed. Yeah. Um, but it, it works amazingly well. You can write more than one letter at a time, and you can even write letters one on top of the other, and it understands mm -hmm. like your different keystrokes. Um, and there's even a little thing that like maybe you didn't notice if you just use it once, uh, but you can rotate the digital crown, and it'll it'll provide you with a list of different options. So if it got the like translation wrong, you can just rotate your your digital crown, and it'll show you the alternatives, and you can pick from that. Um, and their algorithm can then learn from that updated translation uh, to kind of make their their service better. So I was just like really amazed about like how well it worked from beginning to end, and it's so much easier to type stuff. I had to play with it, play a bit more. So Tim, you you don't you don't wear a, an Apple Watch, right? No, I'm still not convinced uh, by its usefulness for me. Um, I don't do fitness or anything. Um, I don't know. A lot of people in my family have one, and they they like them a lot. Um, but yeah. I, People's uh, the overall sentiment about the watch, watch announcement uh, seems to be that everyone loves it. So like I'm 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 happy for them. I just don't have any personal experience with the device. Yeah, that's fair mm -hmm. enough. Uh, I still it's like I like having it, but it's not like I'm not telling everyone you must have like you have to get one. Yeah, it's like it's all right. I like it. I like having it around, uh, but it's it's nothing groundbreaking. Anyway, uh, you want to move to macOS? Yep. Finally, you named it. Uh, kind of makes sense. I'm kind of sad <laughs> that we're dropping OS 10, you know, but it makes sense. Um, so I would say, so I, I have a couple notes on this. Like when I look back, uh, I can remember of anything really like <laughs> cool that was introduced. <laughs> but basically, we have Siri on the Mac, um, you know, for all of you that use Siri every day. Uh, <laughs> a, a very cool feature that... <laughs> Wait, who? Uh, a very small feature... <laughs> Yeah, uh, a small feature that I saw on Twitter is that when you are uh, like dragging a, a window around uh, or like resizing it, it will snap to like if you have a window already and you're dragging a second one, it will snap to that one, which is cool. Like I'm super OCD with the windows. I'm like resizing it to make it, <laughs> you know, all the same height and stuff like that. Um, not on this laptop because I don't have space for anything, but on the iMac. <laughs> um, so that was a cool thing. Uh, they, they're, they're doing thing uh, something that is called optimized storage, which basically is uh, they're uploading some of your you know, older files that you're not using and basically giving you back some free space uh, on your machine. Uh, so it's kind of like Fusion Drive, but instead of going from a SSD to a, a hard drive, it's like SSD in a cloud. Something like that. Is, that. is that is that right? They're also uploading your desktop and documents folder, right? Right. right. I, f I feel like that's someone who realized, like, wait, no one's using iCloud Drive. <laughs> let's uh, let's just upload the whole <laughs> desktop folder. It's a really smart play, though, because when you look at the the average person's desktop, it's just littered with. Thousands of files. I don't know. Yep. How did, how I'm did looking you at it? my desktop right now. <laughs> That's exactly what's there. And and I, th I mean, you're you're joking about it, but it might be the best growth thing for iCloud Drive that they could ever do, ever do. Like just a little mm -hmm. pop up, like, hey, do you want to back up your desktop? <laughs> I think most people yeah. are, like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to lose any any of my valuable <laughs> files that I stored on my on my desktop. Um, yeah, and then from that point on, they they're using it and. Apple can check them off as an active user. But here's the thing. I don't... Well, that's right. It's good for the stats. But I don't know if this is going to be turned on by default, uh, you know, syncing uh, your desktop and um, I guess your documents folder, whatever, and, and the thing with the, with the file storage, uh, with the optimized storage. I don't think I trust iCloud 
to <laughs> keep my files around. Like, if it was Dropbox doing something like this, it would be easier for me to say, sure, sounds like a great idea, than iCloud, to be honest. I never used iCloud Drive. Well, I guess I use it, like, <laughs> by accident. You know, I open the <laughs> file and it's there. Uh, so I guess I do use it, but I never, like, manually drag something to iCloud Drive and then, you know, went on my phone and opened the iCloud Drive app. I never use that. So it, I don't know if they're going to activate it by default, turn it on, but it makes me, like, uneasy. <laughs> I don't know if I trust them, to be honest. Well, they don't have a good track record when it comes to anything cloud-related <laughs> or social. No. Yeah, Although there, there's no way there are turning signs. this on. I mean, I guess like there, there might be an interesting angle. Like, is there anything that you think Apple could do to sort of regain that trust from users coming from coming from Dropbox? Like, is there any like kind of takeaways that you guys have noticed that really earned your the trust that you have in users? For me, it's uh, I think what it would really help is to have someplace some web interface something that i can check like where what's the truth like if i add a contact on my phone which by the way contacts and all it's it's fine and i never really had a problem but let's take that as, as an example if i add a contact on my phone and i expect them to be synced so you know in a, in a couple seconds it appears on my mac if it doesn't i have no idea to know what the hell happened did did my contact got synced to the cloud is it my mac that didn't fetch it from the cloud like where the hell is my contact? Like, I don't know. And then because I don't know, I don't know what can I do. I really don't know what can I do. Like, you could go to your phone and, um, like, uh, you know, turn iCloud off and on again, which will delete everything. It's super scary. You don't want to do that. <laughs> so I have no yeah, way to troubleshoot and to fix this. Yeah, there's no transparency at all about what's happening. Um, again, I, I think most people don't really care about it. They just expect it to go somewhere where it's being uh, being stored. While compared to Dropbox, you hit save on a file and the, the syncing icon uh, in, in the taskbar uh, starts rotating. You're like, cool, it's, it's working on getting my thing uh, up, to, up to Dropbox. Um, and you can always go back to the, to the browser and check if it is indeed in Dropbox, you know? Yeah, it's, again, it's about transparency and about seeing what's happening, uh, where is it going, uh, all that. But coming back to your question, like why do people trust Dropbox but not Apple that much? Is Dropbox has never fucked up pretty much, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and that is um, that's a big feat for them. Like con big congrats, but it's also it's uh, a very stressful situation to be in because right. <laughs> if they ever make a big mistake, um, they they have no idea how their customers are going to respond to that. Um, I'm, I would feel less inclined to use Dropbox if they ever uh, make a mistake. Uh, I hope they don't. Uh, it's an amazing syncing service. Um, and But yeah, Apple's track record with, with online services is just not, not good. There's downtime. Um, when that happens, the only thing they have right now is a status page. But I don't think they've ever offered any explanation about why any, any kind of downtime has happened. Uh, there's no transparency there. Um, I hope they they can learn to to be more transparent and open about it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's Apple being Apple, I guess. Uh, and the the thing is, like for Dropbox, if they mess it up, uh, the whole company is in jeopardy, right? Like they could lose their business. If iCloud is down, like it's not that everyone's gonna, you know. <laughs> throw their phones into the ocean and like, I quit <laughs> Apple. Like, they're going to be fine. Um, so I guess there's no, not as big of an urgency, you know, to do right, which I, I want to believe that they really want to do right. I, I think they, they do, but they, just, they don't have the history. Like, uh, companies like Google and Dropbox, they were born in the web. Like, that's their, that's their home. They know what they're doing. And Apple is always trying to, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, another another feature, cool feature, is uh, tabs everywhere, uh, which <laughs> I'm only excited, uh, but is is only to see this in Sketch. I really yes. want Sketch to have <laughs> like, tabs. <laughs> oh my god, uh, please! So, uh, actually, did any of you installed uh, Sierra yet? No, not yet. No. 
I, I assume this is. I'm not installing like beta of OS 10. I care too much about shipping this. I assume the developer has to opt in. I don't know if just by updating Sketch no. now has tabs. I don't. They they oh. said you don't have to in the keynote. I've seen uh, I've seen screenshots in the in the Facebook Sketch community, uh, Facebook Sketch group, um, of people who are like, oh cool, all of a sudden I have tabs in Sketch just for free. Holy mm -hmm. crap! Yeah, that's awesome. Looking forward to that. Okay, now I'm gonna. And I always no, have, have so many Sketch windows. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Maybe way better. Uh, next up, um, Apple Pay on the web. Which, by the way, Kevin, you guys at Shopify, you you were working with them on this, right? Like you. We did. Uh, I can't support this. talk about it a lot, um, but Shopify. Every Shopify store is going to support it on day one. Uh, well, if, awesome. if like merchants want it, um, so yeah, pretty excited about that. And that's going to make it checking out way, way easier. Did you work on that? I, say? yeah, I did. Cool. You sneaky bastard. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, <laughs> that's, uh, that's the thing, right? You can't talk about it. Right. Right. Well, I would, um, and now no one's going to let me try it <laughs> cool uh so yeah so basically on the web you can implement apple pay um i guess you still have to approve it like use touch id on your phone to kind of like allow the transaction right yeah yeah um, so if you're if you're buying on it works on the desktop too um and how it works is with handoff so it'll give you a notification on your phone and you can use touch id on your phone uh, to authenticate the purchase. I think it's about time to stop calling the iPhone a phone. <laughs> <laughs> the i something. It's just i. I everything. It's me. It's <laughs> you. I, I pocket computer. It's she. Or, um, internet it's her. Was it the it's uh, internet communication? Internet device. communicator. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Uh, and kind of like uh, on that same technology, same ballpark of handoff, you can now unlock your computer with uh, if you have an Apple Watch. So you won't have to type in your password, which is awesome. I, I would like, actually, I don't know if this happens, but I would like to be able to, like the computer goes to sleep when I leave it, you know? Same tech. Um, that would be great. Like I, I won't leave my laptop like unlocked, which I, I do every time. I, I forget to. It might be a setting. That'd be pretty cool. Maybe. I know it's not. It's not on the beta one. Uh, this feature is not activated. Oh, yet. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of uh, Knock, the app, Knock to unlock. Yeah. 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 So that was cool. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's. Uh, it will work with your phone, which again I understand. Like the, the watch uh, will probably only unlock your computer if you've unlocked your watch once uh, since you mm. uh, since you put it on, and it knows that it's been in constant uh, contact with your body so you haven't taken it off so it's probably still you all of that so i get why right. uh, they don't want to support the uh, unlocking with the iphone uh, it's mm -hmm. a really cool feature what i hope is that they will bring this to the phone at some point um because now they're in your phone sorry my i uh, <laughs> i pocket computer because uh, <laughs> yeah like they're they're doing a lot more things on the the home screen, which we'll talk about uh, soon. But um, a lot of people were wondering about like the privacy implications of that. Like, what if someone uh, can now read your text messages from your lock screen or respond to like your emails and stuff like that? Um, and now, what if it worked only when you had your Apple Watch close to your phone? Like that that'd be an awesome trade off. Interesting. Um, actually, about the security concerns about the lock screen. Um, so the only if you if you get a message and you force press it, you only see that message. If you respond, mm. you see your message and the first message message. Uh, and if the other party doesn't have a response, you see three messages. So which is the right. same as basically looking at your lock screen. And before uh, you could swipe on a message and hit reply and then reply as well without uh, unlocking. So they're basically showing the same amount of uh, information uh, as they did before, but just in, in a way that you can actually interact with it a lot better. And I know there's a setting in messages that um, you can turn on, so it doesn't show uh, a preview of the message. I don't know what effect mm -hmm. that has on the on the lock screen interaction, but I'm sure I'm sure that it will 
you'll need to authenticate uh, in order to interact with it. Right. Well, there's also, you know, when you take a picture from the lock screen and then you go to see the rest of your pictures, it asks you to, like, use Touch ID. I feel every time it feels like it's breaking kind of my experience. I, like, never expect to see this login screen. I feel like they maybe could get rid of this with, like, the pairing with Apple Watch. Yeah, but again, no one has an Apple Watch yet, so, you know, (laughs) it's still... Well, yeah, that's all I care uh, about. <laughs> but just going back to the unlock thing uh, at the talk show as well, uh, I don't know if someone asked or just just said that um, you know what would happen like if I'm if I go to the bathroom, am I close enough to the computer? How would like can some it will still be unlocked? Or if someone uses like a Bluetooth, I don't know what you call it, like a transmitter, like it picks up your thing and just expands the signal, right? Oh, right, yeah. And, yeah. and they're doing some magic voodoo stuff. Uh, they're actually calculating the distance like that light travels at, like it, uh, <laughs> the amount of time it takes for the signal to get <laughs> It's going in. to space. So it, if you use like a replicator or extending, uh, extending the signal, they will know something is off and they will just like not unlock it. So I think that was... That was funny, something that they addressed. Hey, that's the Apple I love, just being super smart with a combination of software and hardware. Yeah, yeah. Only Apple, trademark. Uh, <laughs> well, um, can we jump in into iOS? Do you have anything else on, on macOS? Nope. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's, uh, let's talk iOS. Um, oh, wait, well, we I didn't even we mention s- Siri. <laughs> Is anyone excited I don't, I don't about Siri on the Mac? To. No. No. Well, okay, okay, maybe with uh, I think the combination of Siri on desktop and then them opening up the Siri API to third-party developers, like that can be really interesting because there's a lot more functionality than what's the weather like or whatever. Like, get me an Uber. The API or, is uh, so limited, though. But wouldn't it be cool? I, I can see like one of these uh, use cases. So imagine that you're designing something. So you have Sketch open, and you're designing a, a marketing page or something like that. And you want like a picture of uh, clouds? Some, I don't know. You can just say to Siri, "Find me some pictures of clouds." You have the little widget thingy, and you can just drag it from that thing to Sketch. That'd be cool. Yeah, or um, even know. like helping out with with shortcut level uh, things, like duplicate layer, duplicate this file, show me the other file, show me an overview of all the files I have open right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know things that you do that, that you might, but not right now. But I don't know. <laughs> okay, Maybe. we got it. I, I yeah. think I'm it'll dreaming. be really great yeah, for I, the accessibility community, right? Like being able to yeah, just speak directly to your computer and have stuff happen without like doing all the like tabbing and like whatever yep, <laughs> keyboard absolutely. command shortcuts you have to do uh, to control your computer without looking at it. So yeah. it's going to be pretty great for that. Focus on Twitter, write a new tweet, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. In general, uh, OS X is pretty good, uh, or Mac OS. <laughs> it has been pretty, pretty good with the accessibility features, like for blind uh, people and stuff like that. They do have the voiceover feature, which I actually never used. Uh, I tried it um, on iOS and watch uh, OS, just building apps and see if I w- were blind, like, can I use my app? And it's a pretty, well, uh, eye-opening, no pun intended, but <laughs> <laughs> it's an eye-opening experience. <laughs> Um. So yeah, that, that can be cool. Have you went all the way and turned off your screen? Uh, no, I just closed my eyes and. Okay, because at at layers last year there was a talk on like accessibility and stuff like that, and uh, I don't remember the presenter's name. I should look it up, but um, basically she taught us how to use these accessibility features on the iPhone, and then there's uh like a shortcut that you can do to turn off the screen entirely and our task was to take a picture without even being able to look at the screen it was incredibly hard but also like kind of amazing so yeah was it hard because you had it was the first time you you were trying to do that or it was it hard because the software wasn't really good at doing it uh the software actually was pretty smart it was just kind of if you have the mental model of where things are on the screen, that's not exactly how things work in that system. 
Um, so you could kind of you could have show like the actions that you have, or you could go uh, kind of icon by icon, or you could search. And like, there's so many different ways to kind of get to the action. Um, and it was yeah, it was pretty interesting to see and, and like even uh the kind of interaction they have with the the screen it's going to be like two finger swipes to like go forwards and go back and double taps and stuff like that so yeah it's a lot like uh like the focus state on like a website so you know something is focused for example like a springboard you want to open an app um like the first app is focus and you will hear the name of the app and you have to swipe to go to the next one swipe to the next one and when you're on the right one, you just double tap the screen. I think that's right. Uh, you double tap the screen to open it. So it's kind of like, mm -hmm. yeah, like if every imagine that uh, iOS was a web page and you got rid of the CSS. So everything is like text, a huge list of text. Uh, that's kind of like what it is. Just going different, um, shifting the, the focus on, on the elements. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah. So uh, uh, iOS on a lock screen we do have uh, cards, which uh, <laughs> I, I remember distinctly, um, distinctly when, when iOS 7 was introduced and I took a look at their HIG and they said, like, if you want to display a photo, don't, don't put a box because a screen is a box in itself. So a box inside boxes makes no sense. Make it edge to edge, make it beautiful and just add text on top of it because everything is perfect. And now they're like, nope, let's um, let's put a card. Everything is a little card in a box inside boxes. And um, overall, typography is heavier on, I think, uh, everything almost. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of like they're admitting that uh, it was not great. It's interesting. Yeah. Isn't that just, like, design and shipping new features, though? Like, nothing is ever going to be good enough, right? Like No, but iOS... Seven to nine was really bad. <laughs> I would I would say, if you compare it to to Android, like uh, if you look at uh, Google Material Design, there is a clear visual hierarchy in mm -hmm. all the elements on the screen, and because in iOS seven they basically flattened it all out and it had to be like glass and frosty glass and sheet yeah. of paper on a on, on a piece of glass. I don't know what it was. You It was hard to see. Which parts can I interact with? Uh, which which pieces belong together? Um, all of that, and I'm really really happy that they kind of revert on that decision. And they they it's very obvious that they learned a lot from what Android is doing. They learned a lot from what third party apps were uh, were doing, uh, and and they they start implementing it into into iOS. And it's not just design; it's also um, the interactions, like. Uh, continuing about the about the lock screen, they got rid of swipe to unlock. Um, yeah, and the, so the whole the, the interaction that most people on their I, iPhone do most often is unlocking their phone. So that they changed that, which is an extremely ballsy move because you have to relearn the inter how to unlock your phone. Pretty much, it's not that much different because you do it so frequently. Uh, people will freak out about it mm -hmm. but it's it actually follows a very um na it's a very natural interaction right now you pick up your phone from the table out of your pocket and the screen uh the screen lights up basically and there's a little lock icon at the top and you see your notifications um you force push on a notification to interact with it. it it all makes sense but then to unlock your phone you have to click your home button and they're able to uh the reason that interaction makes sense is because the fingerprint reader is so fast that mm -hmm. during the time it takes you to click, uh, they also read your finger and basically authenticate you, and then they unlock. So there's no more accidental unlocking. You lose all your notifications on your on, on your lock screen and all that. And it's a way smoother way to get into your phone, but it is different. Yeah, and it makes way more sense than telling people, no, just just rest your finger on the touch ID sensor. Like people trigger Siri all the time. Like I'm just talking to my, my parents. They like, they cannot use the touch ID sensor. 
because they don't know, like they can't just hold their their thumb now like just having the home screen tell them just press the button it'll work um is is pretty great but that must be an interesting launch though right like if you're the designer that redesigned the slide to unlock you're like oh god there were a lot of i think epic political battles that happened in order for uh to make this happen and i really really hope that they don't revert uh on their mm. decision throughout the public yeah. beta um because again it's better but it's it's different and it's fascinating like this is uh for them almost like a luxury problem to have because it's a problem because their hardware is too good yeah uh, another thing uh they they did is um force press or force touch whatever horrible uh name they came up with it's it's really 3d touch 3d touch yeah it's really good um but it so far the the implementation of it didn't really make make sense it was like a power thing you had to do you had to know where you could do it it was really hard to learn and then the the, the payoff in the end for you knowing that power move wasn't really that big like oh a shortcut or or this but right now like on your home screen if you first press one of the uh notifications it pops open and you can interact with it that is such a massive payoff that even if a user triggers it accidentally only once, that's enough uh, to get that hook. They'll never forget that, oh, cool, I could just touch a bit harder, like touch and press a bit, and all of a sudden I get all this functionality in a way that makes perfect sense. You have the, yeah. the little clear notifications button, you press harder, and it turns into clear all notifications. I'm like, awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, to me, uh, just going back to kind of what you said uh, about the, um, the Touch ID being too fast, um, a lot of like the iOS 10 release and even the watchOS feels like it's designing for the real world instead of designing for this ideal reality. Um, so like things like on the Apple Watch, Siri now tells you if you invoke it and say something, it'll tell you, I will tap you when I'm ready because it always takes four or five seconds before Siri to parse what you said. Um, so you don't have to hold your wrist up while it's like just doing a server round trip. Um, same thing with the touch ID here, which is like, it was so fast that you couldn't see your notifications. So now it's just like, whenever you pick up your phone, you see right away what's, what's on your screen. Well, there are a lot of changes that are kind of, stem from just people using the phones in the real world and them realizing that that's how people are using them. So overall, I like uh, the direction they're taking. I mean, um, you know, before you did have on, on the lock screen, it had the notifications and it kind of it darkened the background a bit and it was white text, but you could put, you know, like a whatever wallpaper you wanted, it could mess it up. So legibility was not awesome. So now it's like, no, we're going to have a white background. We have a car. We kind of control this. So it's, you know, there is no room for weird things to happen, which, um, and you know, buttons now, not everywhere, but in a lot of places, they do look like buttons. Um, and pretty much everything you said, I, I agree. And I think it's, it's a good step, but, the the amount of inconsistencies that right now we see and by the way this is beta one so they can fix some of this stuff i don't think that they can fix it all so for example on the lock screen um or even on the home screen so if you swipe from the bottom and you go to the control center the control center is a card and it darkens the background and you have a card if you swipe up um, you get a frosted blurring panel from the notifications if you just uh, invoke the spotlight thing, it gradually blurs the background and some stuff appear, right? Um, <laughs> even on the lock screen, so they removed, they got rid of that um, swiping from the camera icon to, to go to to the to the camera, right? So now you you swipe uh, from right to left. That's but the great, by the way. Thing, yeah, that is man. That is I had so much trouble like swiping the little camera thingy. <laughs> Yeah. Especially in concerts and stuff like that. But you still have the handoff icon to swipe from, which, by the way, it's broken on this beta. I, I, <laughs> I don't know if it's just my phone or it's a 
<laughs> or everyone is having this. I can't, for the love of God. So right now, I do have the Safari uh, Safari icon, and I can't open. I, I tap it. I swipe it. I I can't. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably um, gonna get fixed. Yeah. So you know what I mean. There's a lot of weird behavior. Like uh, I I feel that. When do we get a card, and when do we blur the background and get the frosted glass thing? Um, it's it's weird. Uh, I don't know. And and by the way, I've heard uh, from a good source that right now, if you're on the home screen and you swipe um, to see the notification center, you will be able to swipe to the left to go to the today to, to the widget thing. So, which by the way, it's not in beta, but it will. Wait, be. what? On the home screen? Uh, yeah, on the home screen, right. to swipe up to notifications. Yeah, uh, you will be able to swipe to the left to go to the widgets thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. That it, was it's a it's confusing. weird. Everything is weird. So you to get to the notification, you can swipe to the to the right and you get it. Uh, but you will be able to go first to notifications and swipe it. Like the the mental model of all this. You know, I like to every every. Um, swipe and and animation like basically elements popping in i need to know where they are like in if this was like a real world right so you do know that control center is a little card that is below the home screen but a lot of this sense a lot of this stuff kind of breaks uh in in some weird places and uh, again some stuff is cards some is a frosted glass so it's 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 so it's weird for me right now i don't know i think they're all different things and there are probably reasons um why they are inconsistent, uh, or they might just still be working on it. I mean, they did, they had a lot of stuff to change uh, this year. Yeah, yeah. I I called uh, <laughs> iOS. It's iOS inconsistent <laughs> instead of iOS ten. <laughs> iOS inconsistent. <laughs> oh, that was a joke. Oh, I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a joke. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, terrible pun. <laughs> um. Um. But yeah, uh, should we dig into like specific apps? Uh, uh, well, before we do that, I think it's a, it's a, it's interesting that right now, uh, from iOS and from Android and the extensions and widgets and whatever you want to call it, it's like it's being more and more uh, important part of an app. Like an app, it's not just the icon and that UI that takes over the screen. Like it's everywhere. Um, Especially on iOS, like right now, the widgets, some of them, uh, well, not right now because, you know, we have to wait until third-party apps get into, get on board, but we are seeing a lot of functionality and a lot of cool uh, UI interactions from this little card, from this little widget. Um, and I think more and more you do have, yeah, we as a designers, like we do have to think uh, just outside of, you know, an artboard with a... <laughs> like a screen an app is more and more uh, than just that even siri if you if you're a designer and you want to add functionality to siri we do have to start thinking of vocabularies uh, actions and intent um i don't know if you if you had a chance to watch the state of the union uh talk um but yeah like the 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 thing of intent like you get uh you get a siri entry and the intent of that which apple is going to take care of but you as an app developer, whatever you do, have to kind of give a context for that, kind of inter interpret what they're asking for, which uh, is interesting. Um, I think it's cool. Uh, going back to the uh, um, all the new uh, what you said about like the your design no longer just lives inside your app, um, and Apple opening up a bunch of APIs so you can hook into the notification cards and into Siri, and that excites me because it means I have to open my apps less. I get a notification from my drop cam, which is now Nest or Google or whatever. Um, the only thing I care about at that point is like, give me a quick peek at my camera. Mm. Before I had to unlock, open the Nest app, um, go to that, uh, that camera, look at what happened, cool, close it, lock my phone again. But now if I can just like force, force press on that notification, uh, hopefully I'll be able to see what I, what I was looking for. Uh, same thing with like uh, messages, interactions on Twitter, uh, emails. Most like half of the emails um, I get, like it's either archive immediately or just a quick three word response is, is enough. Mm. So I'm excited to see more and more apps uh, supporting all uh, all this new functionality. Um, but yeah, it is more work for for designers. Yeah, uh, which is exciting. 
you know, I want something new. And I really uh, like the cards. <laughs> like you said, the there was it was a little bit confusing how it was different styles for different things, but to me, the cards just look great and they work really well in different contexts. So yeah, thumbs up for the cards. No, I like the cards. I just like that it's not cards everywhere, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like if you had to, so don't look at your phone. Just answer me this. When, uh, on the UI, when is the US going to blur the background? Like what is the meaning of that? <laughs> right? That, that's, that's kind of what bugs me. Um, but, but yeah, we don't have to dwell on that. Um, okay, so before we uh, jump into some apps, um, Apple Music and News, uh, um, what, what do you think of the big one, the messages? So Apple went, uh, went a little bit crazy and went a bit uh, Facebook Messenger-y and um, what's the name of that one that everyone uses? WhatsApp? WhatsApp, yeah, WeChat, WhatsApp. Snapchat. It's, no, it's basically become a combination all of, of, of all of those, and they, they try to pull out like the best aspects or like the, the most fun aspects of those apps and implement it into their main uh, messaging app, which is their most used uh, app. Um, mm -hmm. I feel old with the UI, like I can't figure out how to do yes. like the full screen fireworks message or whatever, and maybe that's fine. Uh, Man, I'm using that so much. <laughs> No, so it's fun. clear that they pushed hard to become a bit more relevant uh, again. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and um, a, a cool thing is that if you don't want to use all this confetti mumbo jumbo, you don't, and your message is going to look fine. Like it, 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 it depends on whoever you're talking to, right? So if you're, um, if you're talking to maybe someone younger that's really into all this uh, moving stuff, you can. <laughs> <laughs> can we talk I, about the uh placeholder avatar <laughs> the letters so I, just a, I just sent a text to to tim yeah i just no. got the what is that oh, god oh it's this music no it's horrible <laughs> see i'm music? old yeah yeah <laughs> my phone oh, is my, on silent yeah, mode my phone on... yeah if you unmute my phone, phone is on silent mode and i oh, like, it was it still it plays was the music, music? Probably I, a bug. I didn't even know it had music. Yeah, probably a bug. <laughs> the, the avatar placeholders are Web 2.0. So yeah. funny. <laughs> and doesn't it drive you a bit, a bit uh, crazy that the height of the navigation bar changes yes. just oh my for God. that app in that place? Oh, God. Every time uh, I open our conversation, it starts playing again with music. <laughs> really? Wow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I'm actually. I I think this app will. Uh, God damn it! It started again. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I wouldn't be surprised if this app is going to see some um, some hefty revisions before they launch. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But yeah, again, kudos for Apple for just like doing new things, um, experimenting more. And it, I, I feel like it's not experimenting uh, just as is like giving what people want. I, I would think that if Messenger and if Snapchat and all the chat snaps uh, things uh, didn't exist, I don't think Apple would do this, right? This is not something that I think it's very Apple-like. I, I hate using that term. Um, yeah, if they were the, the only you know, operating system on the world for computers and, and phones, like, yeah, they would probably never change. But that's the cool thing about technology and about good competition. Uh, like, it, people benefiting from it most are the end users. Big companies fight it out. They try to be more relevant. They try to do new stuff that drives more people to their platform. Uh, so that means, uh, f well, not for us because we we actually help build the the, the software. Before the, the the average end user, the product they use will become better and better over time, or they can s just switch to another one that is also really good because competition but it's uh, we've seen apple doing stuff like or not doing stuff because they didn't want even even though people asked for it and they were crazy about it like, like no we're not doing that uh so that is an apple thing mm. we've we've seen that but i like this they're, they're like even though i'm not gonna use this just to annoy them <laughs> sometimes um uh, i'm really not i don't th i don't see myself using 
a lot of these mm-hmm. things, but uh, they're cool, and that's what uh, what's the, the the cool kids are into. And it's like, also interesting to compare it to Allo and how they implemented similar features, like mm-hmm. like the whisper in the shout. Thing. Yeah, um, and Google's implementation is a lot more like f- like just basically changing the font size, um, and that can be very problematic for accessibility right like people that can't read a super small text versus apple mm-hmm. like kind of transitions in and like goes back to normal size after a while yeah, um, the rest yeah the rest point is the default one yeah so i think like in the polish apple like still kind of has it and it's it's right into their their wheelhouse like all the playful animations and stuff like that is so apple mhm mhm and uh, we haven't talked about, but they're opening, um, I don't know what they call it, like uh, apps for messages, right? Um, yeah. So if you have an app, uh, you can write an extension. Basically, it's like a, a mini app that will be inside uh, messages in, you know, can be stuff like sticker pack or um, GIFs. And in, in. they show one at the State of the Union thing, which was a very weird one. In where you... The, is it the ice cream one? It's a very silly uh, thing. Yeah, the ice cream one. So you would... You were you're going to build an ice cream with your friend. So you would uh, select that app and you would pick like the cone. You can swipe through different cones. Pick the cone, send it. Then your friend picks like the first topping, for example, and send it back, right? So you're building this ice cream together, which is a very silly use case. But, you know, just showcases that it's not just stickers and, and gifs and images yeah it's, this one is can, super uh, interesting right because remember last episode how we discussed the um, uh, the messenger concept idea of like mm-hmm. two people going back and forth on the flight ticket yeah yeah i think you could probably build something very similar for iMessage with that right where you're like bouncing back and forth and like two people choosing between flights and then mm-hmm. buy, like splitting the the cost between two people um and if, yeah if i'm not mistaken i think you can support apple pay within those apps too so like there's a lot sure. of interesting stuff you can do there yeah for example like if uh, american airlines or whatever airline is this here like uh, you could have a, a, an extension for message and they would say you know, open it and book a ticket and then send it to your friend or to your wife or something. Yeah. And she could, uh, you know, p- pick, change the seats, for example, and send it back. And if you need luggage, send it and they can answer that. Um, that that could be cool. Yeah, the, the conversational UI could be cool. It'd be interesting to see where Apple is going to draw the line. Like imagine someone makes like a betting app that you can use with your friends. Like, all right, mm. everyone puts in $10 and then something happens and it all goes to one person or whatever. Uh, I don't think Apple would... Uh, would like something like that, but it's not. Well, it doesn't sound impossible to build. Square Cash, I think I'm pretty sure that I've seen this. They, they've built a an extension for messages in where you can, you know, pay some someone. Uh, just open the Square Cash, set it the 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 the, the amount, and send it back. Yeah, like they were, I think they were part of the campaign. the main uh, um, presentation. Right. All right. So we are running out of time. Uh, this has been pretty fun. Before, Tim, I know you have to go, uh, but before you do, uh, and I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but we do this thing where, like, at the end of the show, we just uh, share a recommendation. That can be a cool app, can be an album, can be a book, can be a movie, whatever. Um, so me and Kevin, we can go first, and you have a little time to think of something. Um, is that all right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So uh, my recommendation for this week uh, is an album by Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's called The Getaway. It's their latest album, which uh, came out today. Um, and it's super dope. It's awesome. I love that band, and it's it's a it's a good one. Uh, I think the the thing I enjoyed most in the past couple of weeks is uh, a new show called The Night Manager. Yeah. Oh yes, I've, I've, I've had just, it on my list to watch. It's like six oh, yeah. episodes. Every episode is one hour. They're not gonna make. I don't think they're gonna make a second season of it. But it's like a long movie, and mm-hmm. I just I went through it like crazy. Well acted, uh, great storyline, um, some really good actors. Go watch is it. Is it on Netflix? No, it's on iTunes right now. Uh, we'll we'll put links in the show notes. Um, 
Kevin, you sure you don't want to <laughs> have anything? I don't know. I'm I'm looking at my Twitter feed right now. <laughs> okay. so if there's anything interesting in there. Uh, okay, I, I can I can plug something for you. So um, sure. friends of the show, uh, Carlos Melagrido and Ramon Gilbert. Uh, oh, yes. Okay, that's a great one. Yeah, it took them I don't know like three four days, and they've released already um, a complete iOS uh, 10 UI kit, and it's an open source one. Um, so you know you can uh, download it and, and it's on GitHub. Uh, but they did build a, like a, a small website for it. We're gonna put links in the show notes. So there you go. We already have a UI kit <laughs> for iOS 10. So uh, yeah, so it's open source again. So you just um, send some PRs and, and and make it better. I did this for iOS 8, so I know the <laughs> the, the amount of work that it takes to to get this out. Mm-hmm. Um, so huge congrats. That's just a, a plug. Uh, yeah. So you did think of something. I did. Um, do you know uh, Jonathan Mann? Yeah, the Song of Day man. Yes. Uh, he usually posts a video about uh, WWDC. Uh, he actually creates and records a video of him singing a song every day. Um, and so he recently posted the one about this WWDC, um, which is all about uh, Bozoma St. John, the presenter who presented Apple Music. <laughs> right. Who was awesome. Right. She was so good. Awesome. Yeah. We haven't even talked about that, but, you know, um, this year we saw a lot of new people that we never seen on stage before. And, uh, you know, uh, diversity-wise and all, they were awesome. They were great. I, I couldn't believe that it was the first time on stage. So. Thumbs up. They made a whole lot of people uncomfortable, which make me made me like them even more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just uh saying to all the nerds, like, come on, let's uh, rap or something. That was so <laughs> that was great. Awesome. Like she just just killed it. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna put a link in the show notes for that. So okay, that's all the time we have. Tim, uh thank you so much for joining this little thing and being on. Thank you for having me. Uh, it was great meeting you the other day. <laughs> Likewise. So what are you doing right now and like kind of where do you want people uh, to go? They want more of you. <laughs> Man, that sounded weird. <laughs> uh, more of me is always one tweet away. Uh, wow, that was, that was bad. <laughs> um, no, I've been, uh, I've been quiet the past couple of months uh, working on, on this new thing, uh, Abstract. Um, it'll, it'll take us some more time. Uh, before we can start sharing anything about it, but like, once the once the time is right, I will definitely um, share more details um, on on Twitter. Uh, probably, um, I also I sell hats. Yes, yes, you sell do. Nice photography inspired hats, um, which you can find uh, at bokeh.life. That is the URL. It's the worst URL in the world <laughs> because people don't understand it's a website. <laughs> We're gonna put a, a link in the show notes. So uh, yeah. So, right. so yeah, that's about it. Been heads down for a while. Um, enjoying family time and living in in suburbia. That's uh, that's my life right now. Awesome. Pretty cool. All right. So go buy a hat uh, from Tim. They're awesome, by the way. I can't pull off hats. So I don't know what what's wrong with me. I can't pull them off. So. I'm gonna try one of yours. <laughs> you got great, you got great hair, so you don't need a hat. Uh, yeah, maybe that's well. You're rocking a, a pretty cool haircut as well. <laughs> so, all right, so that's all the time we have. Uh, again, you guys can follow us on Twitter. We are at Layout FM, and uh, in the bio, you have um, we have links for our own individual Twitter accounts. Tim is Max Volter. Is that right? How you pronounce it on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. sounds yeah. about right. All right, you can find all the show notes um, at layout.fm on the webs. And uh, yeah, if you want to leave a review, and uh, just do that. We have a link uh, and a button <laughs> on the website. And uh, if you'd like to sponsor this show, we're also open to sponsorships. So just hit that uh, link and button on the You website. know what? We should do a spin-off show that is like button or not. <laughs> it's like trying to diff- find what is a button, what is a link. I don't think you know what it is. Oh, anyways, Tim. Sorry. Thanks so much. This was fun. Sorry that I have to go.